Welcome to the I Love Recruiting Podcast with your host, Adam Roach. Welcome back, everybody, to the I Love Recruiting Podcast. Today, we have someone that I'm going to interview that is near and dear to my heart. This is an individual that I actually recruited to come into a recruiting space uh, to impact hundreds and thousands of lives in Myrtle Beach, of all places. Everybody, I want you to give a big, loud, I love recruiting welcome to Ashley Brooks. Ashley, welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. Well, so let me give you a little background on Ashley and I. So I was what was called an operating principal inside of Keller Williams Realty of, a, of, a, of an office in Myrtle Beach. And Ashley was what was called the interim team leader when I took over that market center. And Ashley and I went through a process to ensure that he was the right fit, right? I had to recruit him back to the role uh, based on my vision. And we became fast, fast friends after that. Ashley has a heart of gold. He can, he can recruit you to do just about anything you want. You guys just wait and hear what he has to say. Uh, and that's, that's Ashley. Ashley Brooks, he still lives in, in uh, Myrtle Beach right now. He is a top sales agent there, and he's going to share with you all about recruiting. So, so walk us through that, buddy. Tell, tell, us, tell us who Ashley Brooks is. What do, what do you want us to know about you? Well, I'm just a good old guy, and I try to do everything I do. I try to stay that way. Um, nothing special. I'm coachable, as you used to tell me. Um, I take direction very well. I think that's from playing ball in the years. I've got a little age on me. Uh, so I have experience, I have a tendency to cut through the, the BS and just have a good time and everything that I do, I want to have fun doing it and I want to benefit everybody that's involved. So with recruiting, it was just easy. It was just something that we did. Um, you gave me a lot of confidence uh, in my abilities and I was able to go out and my recruiting for me was not, was not hard. Um, it was just a conversation with people. So that's, uh, that's kind of how I, how I got started in it. You gave me the direction and the, the ability that you coached me up and, and I just took it and I didn't try to change things. I try to change. Um, I try to be a little bit more professional, mm -hmm. uh, but my big thing was just to be authentic. So that's what I was. I was authentic in my recruiting. Well, now, now here's the fun part. So as I mentioned in, in the intro, you have a massive heart. So th this guy would literally give you the shirt off his back or the bourbon in his glass. Uh, that's going a little far there. <laughs> we had many conversations over a glass of bourbon. And, and that's what he took into his recruiting approach. Right? Some people take uh, their scripts and their tricks and stuff like that. Some people take hiding behind a bush and jumping out and saying, I gotcha. Ashley took the approach uh, coming from uh, well, a true, true place of value and true place of, of contribution. So, so tell, us, tell us, Ashley, as, as you – we're now hired. Let's go into this team leader role, right? Right. You're now a team leader, which, which for those that don't know, inside of Keller Williams, that's the recruiting role and the leader of the market center. Walk us through that mindset. Here we are. I gave you the offer. You said, yes, we're rocking and rolling. And I say, now we've got to go recruit 10 people per month. Where'd you go? Where'd you mentally go? Well, you know, I was, I'm just dumb enough that I, did, I didn't know how hard that was when I was first, um, Told that's what we had to do. But what I did was um, when I sat down to really think about it, how do you get 10 people a month? How do you recruit to, um, to the market center? How do we grow? And what I did was I just took a look at it, not from the Keller Williams side, not from my side, but I was looking 
for a person who was looking perhaps to change or an agent new to the business, or more importantly, a person that was in the business, what would make us attractive? What would make me as a outside person find attractive about, a, about another company? And what I decided to do is I'm not a script person. I'm not smart enough to learn them. Um, <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm just country enough that I come across mechanical. Uh, I learned them. I knew what they were, but I didn't use them that much. I just was try to be really authentic. I just mm -hmm. talked to them and I tried to come from their point of view. If I was being recruited or talked to about a company, what would I want to hear? And it, and it just became a conversation. Uh, I don't think I was the best, but I was, I was looking out for their best interest and, and I had a good time doing it. We had a good time. A lot of, I met a lot of new friends. That's for sure. Uh -huh. and, and you had massive success in the role. So the goal was to get to 10. Now, now for those listening, uh, we have an equation here on I Love Recruiting Podcast, and that's recruiting equals influence equals leadership. And you can actually look at that equation and look at it backwards. Leadership equals influence equals recruiting, right? So I, I, I put forth um, a, a standard to Ashley that he had to have 40 appointments he had to gross 10 agents a month and coming out of the gate. Well, we, we, we were a little slow. It's okay. And we, there was a learning curve there. And the cool part was, as he mentioned, he was extremely coachable. Uh, he listened and, and it wasn't as if I had all the answers and he took what he heard and then he went and implemented and, and, and tell us about, tell us about, uh, gosh, I can't remember his name. We had coffee with him. And, and he said, no. And then four or five months later, he came back and he said, yes. Remember that? Rob Flint. Rob yeah, Flint. That's right. Yeah. Rob Flint and his wife, Melissa, he has a team of about 15 to 20 million. Mm -hmm. And he had left um, for reasons uh, uh, unknown. And then Adam came into town and we went and had coffee with him at Starbucks. Just he, along with his wife. And the best thing I think that he did was he told us why he was unhappy. He was very truthful to us. And that was a learning thing for me too, because there again, even if things aren't like you want them, you tell people that you, you, you know, you have an adult conversation and he did. And he talked to Adam and I and Adam and I listened and he needed to get it off his chest. And then, um, you know, that day he left and he was like, um, I think he had a greater respect for us. And of course we had a greater respect for him and the process just started. You know, I just, I knew what his ills were and what the problems were. And I just kind of addressed him one day at a time. And I don't know, maybe it's three months later, he, uh, he rejoined with us. And uh, I think he and Melissa did uh, 14 or $15 million last year. Mm -hmm. so. Now you said something that I really want everyone to hear because sometimes if we think of recruiting, we think of we th we think of getting people to do things that maybe they don't want to do. We we right. think of we think of I mean no one wakes up and says you know I can't wait to be recruited by Adam Roach or Ashley Brooks right. Sure. You said that we listened. Sure. Walk walk me down that path right when when you were going on these recruiting appointments and you learned to become a better listener. What do you feel that that what what do you feel that helped you accomplish? Well, related to recruiting right related to recruiting that individual. Look, well. It's like going to the doctor. If you go into the doctor and your knee's hurting and the doctor never listens to what you say, he's never going to fix your knee. Mm -hmm. So when we, when, when we have conversations with people, um, after getting to know them and everything, of course, I never have a, 
I never recruit until I've met the person before. The, my first conversation is not going to be recruiting. My first conversation is, you know, we're just going to talk about today. The second time we talk, I'm going to give them the ESPN version of who we are and what we are. I show them the home runs, the dunks, the touchdowns, um, and the goals scored. But then we start, and I just listen. And, you know, if you listen and you just sit back and don't do much talking, which for me at times is hard, um, they will tell you what they want. And uh, just like you, the doc, you tell the doctor that your knee hurts, when he gets that, then all he has to do is diagnose that issue. He doesn't have to give you a full body exam. You don't have to redo their whole real estate career. They have something in their daily habits, works, that they want to change. Just listen to what they say and address that. That's all you got to do. You only have to address. They may have multiple, but if you address one or two, um, from a, from a point of really helping them, mm -hmm. um, they'll come back and help you. Yeah. And, and if you think about that, that, that comes from a place of, and we talk about this a lot on this show coming from contribution, right? Coming from a place of genuine authenticity to, to help the individual from where they are to where they're looking to grow to. Right. And, and we use that word grow there on purpose. It's not go to, they, they have to grow to where they're looking to go. Right. Sure. And, and Okay, now now walk me down. I love this. I love this one, two, three step. I don't think I've ever heard you say that before. The first one was you have the conversation, you get to know them. The second one, you share with them the, the ESPN highlights of the home runs and the slam dunks, right. and that's about the value proposition that they can sure. come to, right? Um, okay, now now let's do this. Let's transition now. You're six months, eight months in the role, and you've got some serious momentum, right? So now right. you're hitting gross 10 every single month, mm -hmm. and, and, and now you're having fun. Walk us through that mindset between now hitting the goal consistently versus where you were when you started. What, what changed in that, in that period? Experience, confidence. Mm. Um, you figure out what works best for you. Um, for me, I just became more me. Mm -hmm. um, I, you know, when I try to do what others do, um, Sometimes I want to as successful, but you know, success breeds success too. I mean, when you bring on a five or ten million dollar person, that gets out, and then it's easier for you to talk to another five or ten million dollar person. And when it comes down to it, I'm not recruiting people to come to my market center. I'm helping people to further their career. Mm. And you can tell in the conversation when you're listening to them whether that can happen or not. And you and I have we walked away from some big people. Mm -hmm. we, we told some people that you know it's just not a good fit for everybody involved um you find out what fits and um you work for it it's just you know at first it was a job at first i was scared of it um and then it became a you know it was a lot of fun i mean i just i just you know we had months where we had 12 14 we had a month where we had 25 and it's just a matter of uh just getting better at your trade working yeah. Well, I love what you said. You said you became more me, right? Or you became more authentic yourself. Right. And sure. and again, for, for those that don't know Mr. Ashley Brooks, in my opinion, he is one of the most authentic, genuine guys. And he's lying when he said he didn't give me any bourbon. That, that guy gave me a whole bottle of bourbon one time. So come on. Um, he would definitely share bourbon with you. It was interesting, though, because I want to go back, right? You became you. Who were you before? Right before when you were not confident, what, where, where do you think you were? Because here's where a lot of our listeners might go. I actually just coached someone this morning and they said, what am I going to say when I call them? 
And I said, well, you're just going to be natural. You're not looking to trick someone, right? You're, you're not looking to hide behind the bushes, I say, and, and say, oh, I got you. So where, where were you before you were actually became more you? Just well, I was confident in what I was, I was confident in what I did. I just wasn't confident in re recruiting. Mm -hmm. Now, what turned the corner for me was I'm not a great cold caller. Okay. Um, so when I was, uh, you know, you don't have to recruit new agents, um, cold call them. They kind of call you the first time. But for um, um, agents market share, if I'd cold call them, I stumbled at first. I really did. So what I chose to do in that case was if they were big hitters, I made it a point to meet them face to face first. Okay. Uh, through a um, MLS, you know, a CCR, a, a Realtors Night Out. Um, I would see maybe where they're doing an open house. I would uh, go and list, go to listing column and and go and walk through it with them. Um, there's ways. Let me tell you something. If they're a big hitter, they'll meet you. Period. Mm -hmm. Um, so I already had the conversation with them of, Hey, they knew who I am. And unfortunately in the position I was in, people got to know me too. So I didn't have that awkward first call. It's not to say that you can't make it, but for me, it was a little awkward at first. So I met them. I'm, it's a lot easier for me to speak to somebody face to face mm -hmm. than it is call them on the phone. I don't know why, but it is. So the first time we had a real conversation about whether he or she, um, about their, their, business we already had an understanding of who each other was yeah so then it's just a conversation um yeah. that's what made me better um and you made me better because when i had questions and i had insecurities uh you know you always got to have a coach and i'd call you and you know the typical adam answer was with another question <laughs> and, and uh but that makes you think that's what a psychologist does and that's what all good coaches do and right. Um, you know, you gave me that confidence. Um, mm -hmm. You gave me the confidence and the fact that I, I just learned a better way of working for me. Yeah. So, so let's go back and, and thank you for saying that. You're gonna make me tear up here and don't, don't make me tear up on a podcast, buddy. Um, what would you say? So, so, so let, let's, uh, our listeners are hearing you say that cold calling wasn't for you and that's okay because sometimes it is for people and sometimes it isn't. Uh, right. You can put a phone book in front of me and I'll call every single person on there. That's just kind of how I'm wired. You aren't wired that way and everyone's wired differently. So now what I heard you say is, is you would, you would see people that you would want to recruit, let's say on paper first, right? Based on their oh, sure. reputation, based on their production, based on whatever it is we were looking to accomplish. Yes. We as partners. And then when you would go see them or seek them out at uh, an MLS event or, or a, a, a board event, right? Right. What would you say to them? What would you walk up to them and say, what, what would you do? anything. Um, if we're at a meeting, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'd talk to them afterwards or before and just talk about what we were going to discuss. Mm. Just, just same thing. You talk to a person in uh, the grocery store or a person at a soccer game with watching your kids play ball, just have a conversation. And then I would, um, you know, I'd drop in there that who I was if they didn't know me and, um, and just basically never, never recruit a second. Um, sometimes I wouldn't even tell them who I was with they would know. And, you know, I and mean, it wouldn't be a, a, a 30 second conversation. I would try to have a five or 10 minute conversation with them. Yeah. You know, I'd buy them a drink at a restaurant, um, come over and meet their husband or wife, just whatever. So when I'd follow up two to three days later, I'd say, Hey Adam, this is Ashley. I met you the other day at, uh, you know, Pine Lakes Tavern. Remember? He says, sure, man. I remember that. 
And I said, well, I'll just want to give you a call and say, I didn't realize that you did 23 million last year in sales. That is incredible. I want to get together with you if you don't mind and talk about how you do it. And maybe we can mastermind some things together. So that's kind of how I get together. I get together for us to both grow. And then as we talk, um, then, you know, I, I throw in the ESPN highlights and a couple of things and you hear what they say. And, you know, most people have a little bit of, they have a small spot uh, that they'd like to improve and sure. just try to find it. Just try to find it. Yeah. So, so what I heard you say there, everybody take some notes here. First thing Ashley did was build rapport, right? So you built some rapport, you built some credibility, you built some, uh, an icebreaker of sorts to go just have a simple conversation. Then the key that I heard Ashley say, and I know you all heard it too, is he follows up, right? So you set a specific point in time, whether you set the expectation or not with the individual, but you did follow up. Sure. Right? Yeah. Sure. And that's one thing that we used to work on all the time because where, where's the fortune? The fortune's in the follow-up. Sure. Uh, you might meet them one time and you're probably not going to recruit them that first time. You better go build rapport and then you better follow up. And then I heard you say you felt you created a void, right? Or you created a gap. And you got them to articulate that gap from where they were and where they wanted to grow to. Sure. Yep. And then you were able to sprinkle in some, some uh, ESPN highlights of how you could potentially fill sure. that. Right. Nice. Okay, good. Okay. Walk me down now. Walk me down to this, 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 this confident, this confident AB, this confident recruiter, man, where no, truly nothing was stopping you. I would tell Ashley, hey, say, hey, man, we need, we need $20 million this month. Let's go get it. Next thing you know, we'd have $30 million, right? He'd go out and find this. So walk me down this path of, of this confident now, A.B., of, of a master recruiter. Uh, you know, I, I, really, I really don't know the answer for that other than I'm confident in who I am. And um, I knew they had the resources behind me. And, you know, if you're having a conversation with somebody, which is who I am, I'm a very social person, uh, you know, sometimes you don't, you don't recruit everybody. But you, you meet new people, you have new friends. So the last thing, I mean, the worst case scenario was I met a man or a lady out there that does $25 million a year, $15 million, $20 a year, and I got a new friend that kills it in real estate. Mm -hmm. um, so even if they, we couldn't find that gap and couldn't get them over, I knew that I was helping them, they were helping me. And down the road, regardless of what happened then, we would have a deal together, uh, you know, Jamie Broadhurst is one of my best buddies in the business. And um, he runs Century 21 here in town, one of the Century 21s in town. And he's become a mentor. And it became a mutual recruiting. He was trying to recruit me. I was trying to recruit him. And we've been best buddies. We have lunch together um, several times a, a quarter. And um, what's helped me, too, is I know multitude of agents that are mega agents here in this town. And they're friends. Um, so that gives me confidence too, that I know that I know some good people. Um, and it's just, you know, at once at some time you got to say, I'm pretty good at what I do. Yeah. And, um, I didn't say that for a long time, but you told me a lot and I don't know that I'm really that good, but I'm confident in doing it. You know, I'm not scared. And, um, reason, the last reason why I'm confident in what I do is because I can only do what I can do. Mm. I don't try to do things that I cannot do. Um, therefore, I'm never really out of that comfort zone. I know we're supposed to get out of it at times, and I, I'm a little uncomfortable now. But um, 
<laughs> I, don't, I don't like to be on camera this long. I'm scared something's bad. Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm confident what I can do, and I just do what I can do. Yeah, no, that was really good. And, and, and for those that uh, uh, eventually will watch this on our, on our YouTube channel, when I, when I said he was a master recruiter, you should have seen, seen the big old shit-eating grin that came on Ashley Brooks' face. Man, it was big because he was. He, was, he, was a, he, he is a damn good recruiter. Now let's, let's transition now from, from the mindset, from the actual practice of it to systems, right? So, so walk us through some systems that really helped you stay, whether it was organized or understanding. I mean, you and I talked about pipelines all sure, the sure. time, right? Sure. So, so right. Walk us, walk, uh, share with our listeners how they can better stay organized, what they could potentially do uh, in, in the recruiting space. All right. Um, there's a couple of things that Adam helped me with that was instrumental. I, on, in front of people, you, you know, I am who I am. Mm -hmm. But on the back end, I was really poor. Um, the first thing that, that I learned that helped me was to time block. Mm -hmm. never I didn't even know what that meant. <laughs> um, so Adam got with me and just and, uh, gave me the definition, showed me how it worked, and it was a life changer. I mean, it was... You know, I, I dedicated, I had a huddle from 8.30 to 9, and from 9 to 11.30, I was in my office with my door closed, and, and the guy that my right-hand man, Logan Webster, made sure people didn't come in there. I mean, that's how uh, dedicated we were to growing the, the market center. So that was the first thing. I, I took two and a half hours a day to call and organize myself. Now, I'm not plugging this because – this Adam, but I'm plugging it because it worked. Um, we had Recruiting Bridge, um, and that was a platform that was, you know, I don't use things like that, but I'm telling you, it helped me because that funnel was always in front of me, and every day when I logged in, it told me what I needed to do um, other than my new business. You know, it said that you need to, you need to call Blake Sloan today. You need to call Scott Trembley today. You need to call, you know, uh, Rob Flint today. Mm -hmm. And that you could see your funnel. You could see where you were. You could pull it up. You could see graphs. And as unorganized as I am, that was something that really, really helped me. And I kept great notes. Um, I would put, the, I would go into broker metrics and get their numbers. Um, I'm sure everybody knows what that is. I hope anyway, mm -hmm. uh, if you don't have it, it's something you have something like it in your area, but Broker metrics, I would get all their information and I'd put it under their other news or notes or whatever. And so every time I would talk to Adam Roach, I knew exactly why he was doing rolling 12 months. Mm -hmm. You know, it's pretty cool. A lot of times um, people are so busy they don't know what they're doing. And so when I say, Adam, you did 23 million last year, sometimes people like to hear that. Oh, yeah. um, but that, that was my organization. I'm just not very good at organ. I mean, if, I turn the camera around and show you my bedroom. You'd be appalled. <laughs> the only thing that doesn't have a cl the clothes hanging on it's the picture behind me. So um, I needed something, and Recruiting Bridge was was great for me. Right. Well, I appreciate the commercial, and that was not uh, set up everybody. I know. Here's the neat part, though, is most people in these roles, um, Ashley, you know this well too. We're, we're drivers, right? We we go after it, and and there's a bunch of there's a bunch of dead bodies behind us probably because we we just run real real fast, right? And a lot right. of us are not organized. And the key part of, of that is you got to find a system. 
but you got to find a system that keeps you organized. You got to find a system that can share with you the value of your pipeline. That, that was really, really important was understanding the pipeline and understanding that at a high level. Um, okay. So let's do this. Actually, let's transition. We got, we got, we've got massive listeners. We've got massive recruiters that listen to this all the time. We've got massive leaders, influencers, so on and so forth. Right. What are the top three things you can share from your experience in becoming a master recruiter to our listeners right now for them to go out and take action on to become a master recruiter, to become our equation, right? A recruiter equals influence equals leadership. What are the top three things you think they should go do? Well, I don't know that I could put it in three, but I'll say this. Um, I could put ands in there, right? Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, um, the first thing you got to do is you got to be authentic to yourself. Um, you've got to have driver, which y'all will all do. And you got to find out what makes the introduction to each other comfortable for you. Because if you have an awkward introduction, I've seen it a million times. If you have an awkward introduction, what's that old saying? You only have one time to make a first impression or whatever. If, if it's awkward at first, it doesn't get much better. Um, especially if they think you want something. So the first thing is be authentic and know what you're good at and do that to get started. Um, the second thing is um, you've really got to listen. And all as leaders and all as uh, people that are high, high drive people, highly driven people, type A personalities, we like to talk. Um, this is one time uh, that our personalities need to take a little bit of back seat and listen to that gap listen to what they say, be a doctor. Um, let them give you the, the, their, and, uh, what the issue is and you do the diagnosis afterwards. That is, that's really important because if you're not going to address what they want, you're not going to have the opportunity to record. Mm -hmm. And the third thing is stay confident in who you are and what you are and know your product very well. If you're trying to sell, I don't care what you're recruiting to, to a football team, to a real estate company, an insurance company to a doctor's office. You've got to know your product and be confident in it. Know it backwards and forwards where they ask you a question, you don't hesitate at all. Right. Know your product, know yourself, uh, know your introduction. That's, I mean, if you don't do those, if you can, don't do anything else, do those three things. That's awesome. Know what works, be honest. Um, and, and this, and I'm going to add a fourth one. Have fun <laughs> here, 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 here he comes, overachiever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's, that here's that talking note. Have fun. Yeah. Make it fun. Make a new friend. Make a new friend. It'll 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 mean the world to you in the long run. Yeah, that's that's great, man. That that last one, well, all of them are fantastic. Be authentic, be a good listener, stay confident in who you truly are, right? Your true self and have fun when you're in the recruiting space. I tell you what, buddy, we, we had a lot of fun, didn't we? Yeah, oh, man. man. We need to start back too, man. I agree. I definitely agree. Uh, we had a lot of fun. We traveled. We traveled this. We traveled this nation together, having fun, didn't we? Yes, we did. We yes, needed we more did. of it. All right. So, so as I mentioned in the top of the show, Ashley is in Myrtle Beach. So, Ashley, tell everybody how they can send you a referral. Tell everybody how they can go find you. Um, let 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 let's get you some business from this. Well, I uh, I appreciate that. Um, I'm great on uh, texting and emails. Can I give out my email address? <laughs> that's up to you. <laughs> All right. It's actually pretty easy. I'll answer any question. My email address is abrooks, A-B-R-O-O-K-S, at kw.com. 
And um, I answer pretty good texts, 843-222-0598. I'll, um, I'll be glad to help anybody anytime with anything. Um, and I think Adam knows that that's the truth. That, that is the truth. Now, now I, I want to set an expectation here that if your phone starts to blow up, um, I'm not changing this podcast. Well, I'm going to leave it just like that. So you might have to get a new number after this. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, that's fine. Yeah, okay, that's okay. good. I, I appreciate you having me on and, and, uh, and recognize me. I appreciate it. Yep. Well, you're, you're the man and I love you, brother. And we had some good times. Again. Too. A bunch of good times going forward. So everybody, Ashley Brooks from Myrtle Beach, a master recruiter. And I think he does embody our equation because he can actually look at our equation. Leadership equals influence equals a recruiter and everybody that is definitely Ashley Brooks. So go check out iloverecruiting.com. If you're interested in our coaching, go sign up. We will follow up with you. If you're interested in any of our platforms, whether that's Recruiting Bridge, whether that's Exceed, whether that's Chamber Scout, go check it out. And then go to Apple iTunes and download the I Love Recruiting podcast. My name is Adam Roach again. I am your host, and this is Ashley Brooks. We are signing off. See you guys later.